The reviews are in, and we'll tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and I want to start off with one of the stupidest headlines I've read this week, <laughs> which was right. Obi-Wan Kenobi gets lowest rating of any live-action Star Wars series. And I thought, hang on a minute. Is that out? And the answer is no, it's not. How the hell That's are you rating say. it with it doesn't come out for another, what, three or four weeks? And even then, who are you to be rating it? Because it was someone I'd never heard of. Mm. People. I don't know, maybe they were rating the trailer, which did come out this week. The uh, the long-form trailer. And there's there's been a several trailers that we got to talk about because they look good. And I'm interested in the movies. Or series because some of these are series What is it? The, there needs to be a better word for the plural of series. I'm thinking Siri. Lots, lots, lots of Siri. <laughs> no, Apple. Just to screw with Apple users. Um, I'm just saying. Anywho, let's start with the Obi-Wan trailer. It looks like Star Wars. That's really all, all I've got about it. It, it. it looks like a Star Wars series, which is not a bad thing, I don't think. That would be a good thing, I would hope. I, I would hope. You know, it... I don't know what they're going to be trying to do with it. It it ought to be interesting, but apparently someone didn't like it, even though it's not out yet. It, they're psychic. That's what that was. Psychic reviewers. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about that? I'm thinking, nope, which is the trailer you brought up in pre-pro. Hi, Ted. Uh-huh. So there. You win. You win. Um, I did not see the trailer for nope. So I'm leaving that to Love- you. I love the trailer for Nope. So for those of you who maybe are not into horror films, as in... That's me. Hello, Rob. <laughs> the, the Jordan Peele is... Oh, sorry. I have he, heard of this. Yeah. He is the hottest horror auteur going right now because he's the writer and director. Uh, this is the guy who brought us Get Out, which is one of the highest rated horror movies ever. It's eh, to me. It's not. Maybe it's top ten. It, it's it's a un, very unusual film, but it's a great movie. Uh, then he did Us, which personally I liked even more than Get Out, and I really did like Get Out a lot. Uh, so now, but he he does horror films which are social commentaries at the same time, which makes them sound dry and horrible, but they're not. It makes them much better because there's more things at stake bigger things going on than just, oh, those people are going to get killed in weird, horrifying ways. Uh, so, Nope is probably, maybe, an alien invasion film. Uh, that's what we're led to believe Nope. from the trailer, but you can't really be sure that that's really what it's going to be, because Jordan Peele does some interesting stuff. Uh, he does little twisty, odd things. Strange things happen in his film that you don't see coming, which is why he was the guy who launched the latest reboot of The Twilight Zone, which highly recommend that every episode is great, but some of them are just like, wow, that was fantastic. So just because it really looks like it's an alien invasion film, it might not be that. So 
just that's the premise. I don't really want to go into. It's really too hard. It's so cinematic. It's really hard to just explain what it looks like. But that's the premise. Make sure you see the trailer because the trailer is like this is one of the best trailers I've seen in a long time. Just because it makes me really want to watch the movie. And that's the job of the trailer. And doesn't give away too much of the film, clearly. Uh, but there's some there's a lot of really odd disturbing images in this film. It's it's very surreal and very creepy, which of course that's what you want in a horror film. So I would think July twenty second. That is the day to mark in your calendar because that's when it's going to be playing at a theater near you. So. Nope. Really looking forward to that. Sounds weird. I'm sorry. That's the X trailer. The the Al Yankovic story, which is called Weird, uh, starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Does that that sounded so. I'm going to have to say weird until I saw it. And holy crap, it works. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of I, I keep not thinking of Weird Al Yankovic as being someone who has gotten as much stuff as he has, as popular as he is, so on, so forth. Um, but he is. And whenever I get, someone says, ooh, Weird Al Yankovic, I'm like, oh, yeah, Weird Al. I apologize for not thinking about you as much as you want us to something. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be an interesting movie. Um, it does. It, it's being biopic a bit more than the next one, which is just actual biography pick uh george carlin's american dream which i did not know about until this week which is actually a uh using footage of george carlin who is and in this they in this trailer they even say probably the best comic of all time or at, at least one of oh yeah and and i'll agree with that that and this this looked like it would be good it's got a whole bunch of People talking about George Carlin, who unfortunately left us a while ago. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested in that, as opposed to, oh dear, a, a trailer for DC Super Pets. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Did, did you see that this week? I did not see the trailer for it. and I... It's apparently got The Rock voicing Crypto. Right. Uh, the crypto, the super super dog, and it's about all of the DC superheroes pets. Yeah. And apparently some of the pets get created in this movie. Fine. Whatever. The only thing that I liked about this trailer was when Superman and crypto were playing in a park, Superman pulled out a squeezy toy of, uh, of Batman and crypto looked <laughs> at it and goes, Oh, look, squeaky Bruce. That was funny. The rest of it was kind of, oh, it's a thing. I guess kids might like it. Mine didn't. Uh, <laughs> then again, my, my kids are older now. So <clears throat> young kids, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I did like the other DC trailer that came out this week, which which was Green Lantern, Beware My Power, which is part of the... Uh, Green Lantern. Is it a mantra? What what is what do we call that? It's a cabal. They're trying to take over the, the multiverse. No, no, no. No, the the in brightest day, blackest night, et cetera, et cetera. What anyway. Uh 
it appears to be the origin story for the John Stewart Green Lantern done animated, which looks good. Um, not quite as good as when they were doing the new 52 crossover movies, but it still looks good. I approve. Looking forward to it. I love the John Stewart version. <clears throat> So. Yeah, no, it, 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 by, by John Stewart Green Lantern, I do not mean the guy who used to do The Daily Show. <laughs> that would be an interesting version of Green Lantern. That that would be the, uh, yeah, let's not do that one. But just saying, that's on its way. Uh, and there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. I mean, we're in May now. <clears throat> May, to me, is not usually a big movie month. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But we had three big series, well, two big series end this week. One started, uh, Moon Knight and Picard ended, Strange New Worlds, the new Trek started. And we're going to have to touch on that next week. Just so we can digest everything. Um, okay, fine. Just so I can finish Picard and have something to talk about. And neither of us have got to see Strange New Worlds because we've been busy we have watching been busy. movies that you may not want to watch and one that you will let's start with the one you don't want to watch get the bad news out of the way first <clears throat> sonic the hedgehog 2 yeah yeah i watch that because you're probably not <laughs> going to want to uh not only is this a jim carrey movie it has more jim carrey in it than sonic one i mean it had its moments but it, i'm not a jim carrey fan anyway let me short form the beginning of this because it's going to save us all a lot of time and trouble. The short form is Knuckles, who is kind of this ultimate porcupine Klingon who doesn't like Sonic, saves Robotnik from the shroom planet that he was left on in the first one. Tails comes to tell Sonic, ooh, Knuckles and Robotnik are coming. There's lots of references uh, for other movies because they're name dropping just to make themselves popular, apparently, or selling things like they did in the first movie. Uh, they're all looking for the Master Emerald, which looks like the green chaos particle or chaos emerald. I've forgotten what they were called from the video games. In the games, they were all the chaos emeralds were put together to unlock Super Sonic Mode, which is basically the Super Saiyan version of Sonic that may show up again later. I'm just, you know, Throwing that out there. In this movie, they get squeezed together to make a big emerald. Yay. Jason Marsden, meanwhile, is off to his sister-in-law's wedding, and she's getting married to Shemar Moore, formerly of Criminal Minds. Dude, have you fallen this far? I liked Shemar Moore. Anyway, the aftermath of the wedding is almost amusing, but after the wedding, this movie actually gets good. Now, unfortunately, this is a two-hour movie, and after the wedding, is at the hour 15 mark. So what I'm going to recommend is, right now it's in theaters, I'm going to recommend waiting until it gets home and starting the movie at an hour 15. Okay. Just remember everything I've told you so far, they're looking for the big emerald. Fine. Uh, Robotnik and Knuckles know where the Master Emerald is. They have a head start. Sonic is about to go after them. And from this point, it actually turns into a cinematic version of the Sonic the Hedgehog video game. 
which is not a bad thing. It actually, it looks good. It has the sounds to it. You can look at it and go, I remember that level. That was in Sonic 2, the video game. Uh, it does have, now I will tell you this, it does have the water scenes where Sonic is underwater and there's the bubbles and everything. It does not have the anxiety-causing bubble music. If you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. If you have not played Sonic 2, when Sonic is on the verge of drowning, the music changes into something that will give you nightmares. It really, it is, it is terrifying. Some people can just hear that music without even seeing the game. <clears throat> you know, you, you know, they're, if you know that they have that issue with the bubble music, you can sneak up on them with your cell phone, start playing it behind them before they know you're there and watch them completely freak out. It's that kind of music. It's really weird. <laughs> it's not in the movie. You'll be fine. Um, Lots of stuff from the games pop up here, uh, including Tails in his biplane. So, yay, that's good. The action scene to finish this out was fine. Uh, they even toned Jim Carrey down considerably. They almost made him cool for about five minutes, even. That's not an easy feat, at least not in my head. Um, it does have the end credit video game recap like they did in the first one which is good. Um, it does leave me with a couple of questions like, why the hell would you drop the Master Emerald on Earth? There's a lot of other places that can probably protect it better, like the ones that have the technology that all the people who are going after the Emerald are using. Hint, hint. Anyway, um, my conclusion out of this, start at an hour 15 and you'll have a really good movie. Start before that and you're on your own Hope you like Jim Carrey and fart jokes. I'm not mm -hmm. a fan of either. Um, and I get my main conclusion. Sonic is not as cute as my puppy. How's that? Is that a good conclusion? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, we watch movies, so you don't have to. I watched half of this movie and went, ew, and was, <laughs> re was reluctant to finish. But I did, and I'm actually kind of glad I did. I just wish we could have started at an hour 15 and done the whole movie this way because it really like, worked from that point. Sounds like it should have been an hour TV show. Uh, if you add the commercials in, that makes it 45 minutes. Yes, yes, it should. There you go. We don't need all the other stuff. There is, however, a movie there that all movie. of us wanted to see this week. This A movie that should have come out in November. Mm -hmm. And this is a movie that does need all of the stuff that's in it. Uh, yes. We are, of course, are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and again, this has been a much anticipated film, not in the least because it was supposed to come out in November and things got kind of wacky with COVID and there were lots of reshoots. And there were a lot of rumors about, oh, my God, that's never a good sign if it's reshoots. And then people started thinking about it and it's like, yeah, but it's Marvel. Reshoots in Marvel movies often are because, oh, well, we have to change this because this relates to this film and this relates to this film. And the dominoes keep on going. And that's what happened with this film. So and they had to get Tom were, Cruise in there somewhere. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, this is a Tom Cruise free film, except for the extended Top Gun Maverick trailer, which is tied to the film. So if you're 
really looking forward to that movie, you get to see about six extra minutes of the movie. But that's not the movie I've been looking forward to. Doctor Strange is definitely the movie I was looking forward to. Absolutely. First, there are some prerequisites to watching this film. You don't necessarily have to have watched WandaVision, although you really, really should. But you better know what happened. You better know what happened in WandaVision. Because otherwise, you won't have a clue as to what's going on. Also will help if you've seen Spider-Man No Way Home. That's not as necessary, but it would really help. But WandaVision, at the least, read a really good synopsis or listen to us talk about it on previous episodes. But you really should watch WandaVision. Because Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, is a big part of this film. Just put it that way. This pretty much hits the ground running, literally, because we open up with Doctor Strange and a new character, America Chavez, running from some horrific, terrifying demon in what looks like the Dark Dimension. Although, no, I think it's the Dark Dimension, but it might be in any way. They manage to get away, and by they, I don't really mean that particular Doctor Strange, but that's okay, because there are multiple universes. That's kind of the whole concept. They tell you that in the title. So America Chavez winds up in our little corner of the multiverse. And, of course, Doctor Strange has no clue who she is. She knows who he is, though, because she had her own version of Doctor Strange in her multiverse. She doesn't quite trust him for for good reason. And that's a recurring theme through this because there are doctor, doctors strange in all of the multiverses and Stranges. they're not exactly <laughs> always the greatest uh, people, which kind of fits the character. Uh, yeah. the, the one that we know, as it turns out, uh, trying to decide, well, Wanda, if you have seen WandaVision, you know that Wanda was not happy with the way things played out in the Marvel Universe, as in she loses, she loses vision. She creates – the movie won't make any sense if you don't know at least this. She created an alternate reality where she was happily married to vision and they had two kids. She wants that badly. So she's going to do whatever it takes to get those kids. That's the premise. And that puts her at odds with basically everybody. Yeah. So Dr. Strange teams up with America Chavez, who has the ability to open portals between the multiverses, which pretty much no one can do except for America Chavez. And that's, of course, why Wanda wants her. Uh, To find a universe where she's happy with her kids and... There you go. Exactly. Benedict Cumberbatch, of course, is great. Uh, a lot of people from previous films pop, pop up. Benedict Wong gets a lot more uh, screen time in this as Wong because he is the Sorcerer Supreme now because Doc was gone for five years. So Wong became the Sorcerer Supreme. He's great. Very uh, yeah. Mordo pops up again. Chuatelaje 4, of course, returns in a role. He's great. America Chavez, played by, and I didn't really ever watch The Babysitter's Club, because that would be weird, but uh, played (laughs) by, I believe she's 16 now, but when they made this film, she was 15. Soshi Gomez. Really? I didn't realize she was that young. 
And yeah, yeah, she did a really good job. She's very, very good. Rachel McAdams returns. Uh, note to our friendly Rachel McAdams is in this film, and it's not just a cameo. So we know you're going to watch this movie like 18 times. Uh, a very important part as Christine Palmer. But the person who knocks it out of the park for me is Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, I, I mean, seriously, seriously terrific, terrific acting. I mean, she is unbelievably good in this movie uh, because, you know, it's about, you know, it's big spectacular, but it's about loss and dealing with loss. That's what this movie is really about. And she doesn't deal with it very well. And that's the problem. But God, she is good. She is so good in these really emotional scenes that she's going through over and over and over. But basically, the film is the fight between. Spoiler alert, Doctor Strange and Wanda. So that was the, the rumor going into it. And, and yes, basically, Wanda's the big bad. So if you didn't, weren't aware of that, it's like, that's a spoiler, but it's not that big a deal because that becomes apparent pretty quickly. The action scenes are terrific. The structure of the film is terrific. Yes, there are some pretty cool cameos, and I really don't want to call them cameos because they're more like guest spots because yeah. they're not like, oh, there's that character. They're very important parts of the film. They all have a fairly good chunk of screen time. They are necessary for the film to move forward. So it's not just fan services like, oh, look, there's that person. Really cool. Like, no, they're important to the film. It is fan service because the characters they chose and the actors they chose. But that's a big part of the fun of the movie. To me, this is like in the top fourth of Marvel films. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it again to see where, you know, to kind of solidify that thing. But Olsen is absolutely freaking amazing. I mean, that's what came away. That's what it came away from this. I mean, yeah, the, the story is really fun. The action scenes are great. Uh, there's lots of callbacks. I mean, there's there's a battle of sorcerers, wizards, magic wielders, whatever. There's several of them, but there's one in particular, which is really fun. Which to me was, a, I don't know if it was intended that way, I assume it was, but it's a throwback to a 60s film called The Raven with Vincent Price and Boris Karloff as wizards who are fighting each other. And the scene almost, part of it is almost like a shot for shot part. So to me, that has to be deliberate. Uh, and I haven't mentioned Sam Raimi yet. Uh, <laughs> this was a very is, Sam Raimi film. There was a lot yes, of his styling is. going on in it. We, we've talked a lot in the past about how, and to me, this is one of the big reasons that Marvel movie, Marvel films are kicking the butt of DC films is because not only are they all tied together and mesh really well, but they do different types of films within the framework of a comic book movie. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, an espionage film from the 70s. The, the Buddy Road movie, which is Thor Ragnarok. I mean, they, they do these formula films within the context of their giant marvel universe and it totally works this is marvel's horror movie absolutely oh yeah uh and it really really works there are parts of this film that are pretty damn scary which is pretty cool for a, a marvel film uh new mutants which was the very unlamented fox studios version of a superhero horror film totally didn't work because it was poorly written, the acting wasn't that great, and 
it did have a couple moments in it, but yeah, it, 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 it doesn't. And that was all that was to the film. This is it, what it, it, the New Mutants about. held the candle to this, but it wasn't lit. Yeah, exactly. It, it basically melts in the glow. Um, yeah. Really, really like the film. Like, and again, top two or three Marvel films for me. No, it isn't, but it certainly might be for <laughs> you. And I mean you in general, not just you, Rob, mm-hmm. but Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, my God. I mean, I know I've said it like eight times, but I don't care. I might say it 30 times before just this little episode is over. Like, probably the best performance, because I'm not thinking through everything, but probably the best performance in any Marvel movie. I mean, holy crap, she's so, so good in this. Unbelievably good. And again, everybody is. I really, really like this film, if you can't tell. But... And everybody was great, but man alive, what a freaking performance. It's not the kind of thing you expect to see in a quote comic book movie. So really, really liked it. Rob, on the other hand, hated it. No, I didn't. There were a couple <laughs> things that made me go, hang on a minute. But yeah, it was really good. Um, the, the conversation at the beginning of the movie about Spider-Man made yeah. me laugh, which I don't normally do at movies, even if they're comedies. Yes, it was. It was very funny. Um, I think this is this the first time that they mention Scarlet Witch. Because they did in this and I kind of went, that's the first time anyone's actually said it, I think. Well, they said it in WandaVision. Did they? Yeah. OK. But the very last episode. But yeah, that they really bring up uh, the importance of the Scarlet Witch in this. Oh, that being a thing. WandaVision. <clears throat> Which is really cool, and and they play off of they don't do House of M, uh, but they kind of do their kind of their version, their take on it, which was really really well done. See, I don't know about House of M. I was going to go with the uh, the trial of Magneto, yeah. Which uh, was there, there's some trial of Magneto stuff in this. Um, there's also what else did I see in this? Because uh, there were some several other things like yeah uh, the the there was a broken sanctum that they went to in one of the multiverses. I'm not going to tell you right. when in the movie, but they did. It looked almost exactly like something out of Ghost in the Shell Innocence, which was the second movie they did. I kind of went, ooh, hang on a minute, because that was that was also creepy as hell. But we're not talking about that movie. Um, oh, what else did we have in here? The fish, Vundergore uh, does show up right. but without the high evolutionary. Yep. Um, they did actually, I think one of my first problems with this, uh, and there's only two and they're very minor, uh, someone, there's a bit where, oh no, we've retreated to Karmataj and she might be coming. We have to use everyone to arm Karmataj. And the first thing we see is some guys drumming. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're, I'm not sure that's what they meant by arming Karmataj is go play the drums. Everybody else, but yeah, you would think saying. being sorcerers, they would figure that out anyway. <clears throat> and at one point, someone meant, I'm not going to say who again, someone mentions that the MCU is universe 616. Right. 616 is the comics. Yep. Which is different than the, than the movies. Yep. And that's me being really nitpicky about it. That was the other thing I didn't like. The rest of it, I loved this. <clears throat> um, 
I will mention one thing, and I don't know if you noticed this. There is a certain character that everyone was looking forward to seeing on the screen who is kind of in the trailers in a shadow. Right. You know who it is. Yes. And when he finally comes on the screen, the music changes to let you know where he came from. Yep. Turns into a little bit of a theme song, maybe. It does indeed. Okay. It was it was it was subtle. I almost didn't notice it the uh, when I watched it. So it wasn't the first time. I haven't watched it a second time yet. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> but it also brings up the fact that some characters can be recast. Yeah. Which means some uh, some things that we've already seen made aren't completely dead yet. Exactly. Which, and some characters who are eliminated because it's a horror movie after all. So some characters are eliminated. Doesn't mean that because there's been a lot of scuttlebutt and buzz and scuttlebutt. And I love that word uh, about, oh, no, they use this actor. But this happened to this character and this actor played that character. So does that mean that this was a one and done? And it's like, no. well, did you notice? Did you notice that Benedict Cumberbatch plays every version of Doctor Strange? In every universe, did you know that Elizabeth Olsen plays every version of one? It's like, it's the same actor playing that character in every universe. So just because this particular universe version of that character is gone, doesn't mean it's a one and done for that actor. Maybe, but it's not like, oh no, they killed him off. It's like, uh, this was at least the 838th universe. There's 837 more to go. So, you know, at, at least. least. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely go see this. Don't wear a mask because COVID is coming back. But, you know, don't you don't need to wait for this to, this one to come home. Go see this in the theater. It's going to look brilliant. Yes. Because it's a Doctor Strange movie and Doctor Strange movies are good. We can say that now. As opposed to the one from 1978, which is getting a Blu-ray uh, makeover and coming out soon. <laughs> I saw that and was like, really? Is there some point to doing that? I mean, it's a fun movie, but it's like, mm, interesting. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite hold up to uh, the the new version of Doctor Strange that we have now. So very anyway, yeah, there's so many good parts to this film. I mean, this is definitely a movie that oh, yeah. you're going to want to see again. And I don't mean in some other version of yourself in a, in a multiverse. Uh, but I will say it's not the best multiverse movie. Haha. But it's a damn fine multiverse movie. So we're highly recommending Doctor Strange 2 as opposed yeah. to Sonic 2, where we're only mentioning half of it, which has a 2 in it anyway. Doctor <laughs> Strange 2 is the first big movie of the month. Have you noticed what else is coming? Holy cow, later this month, <clears throat> I've got a list. Top Gun Maverick is coming. We're not that interested in it, but it's going to be big anyway. A new version of Firestarter, which actually looks good. It does. Oh, yeah, here's something we're not really that interested in. But Downton Abbey, A New Era, that's coming out, and that's going to be big, because Downton Abbey was big the first time. Yep. Uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. No, not the strippers. Um, I actually think that has potential for being good. Who knows? We'll find out in, on, I think it's the 20th, a new season of Stranger Things, a Marmaduke movie, because we're scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point still. Mm -hmm. 
Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 Season 2 and a remixed version of Season 1 are coming. Operation Mincemeat looks really weird, but I'll take it. A Kids in the Hall revival series. Sonic 2 will be at your be at home sometime this month. And even a Tom Swift series is coming to the CW. That's just this month. That's a lot of stuff that is either going to make a lot of money or even possibly be good. Maybe Not the Marmaduke a, movie. Big month, because Memorial Day weekend is usually when they kick stuff off. So Doctor Strange definitely jumped the gun on that one, but lots of good things. So the summer movie season has definitely started. Uh, I know projections for, I haven't talked about money that much lately, but projections are that worldwide could be as much as $400 million for the weekend. So if you got stock, yeah. You're going to be happy. Um, pretty crazy. Last I saw, they had done, and this was Friday morning, the advanced ticket sales. I'm sorry, this was Thursday afternoon, not Friday morning. Advanced ticket sales before anyone could actually walk to a theater and buy a ticket were already $65 million. So, Well, that was up from crazy. when I saw it. Holy cow. Yeah. So probably a pretty big opening. So if you like these kinds of the movies, you'll, you should be happy because they'll keep making more of them. Um, the multiverse movie, which is better, is not making that kind of money. And yes, I am talking about everything everywhere all at once. But for an art house film, it's doing really, really, really well. So actually, uh, last weekend, not this weekend, but last weekend, you know, when films are out for a while and they drop, a certain percent just because oh there's a new movie to go out see actually did not drop any at all in ticket sales mm. after it went big and second week of wide release is like zero drop is like that basically never happens so so super happy about that but of your choice of multiverse films dr strange is a still excellent excellent choice and i mean just the fan service is is terrific but it's it, it has to be there for the plot to work. Acting is great. The effects are great. There are some fun little red herrings, which are kind of gigantic and scary, but really, <laughs> re- really, really good film. I did really like the fact that things that you think are really important are just almost kind of like props. And then it's not like in a bad way, but it's like, oh, okay, this isn't really what we should have been worried about after all, which is very, very cool. So really really like the film so as, as, so as you said it's like throw a mask on which is yeah. i was one of the few people wearing a mask when i saw this movie last night but you know i did my part so if you go see the movie do your part wear a mask be safe help keep others safe otherwise stay home and watch a movie captain we're losing power on the warp engines I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dorn, that's the end. <laughs>